Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Deb Johnston to answer your medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning, Laura. And, you know, I was thinking as Bob was introducing us that, you know, you can sit back in your easy chair and listen, but you'll have a lot more interesting things to listen to if you call in and give us some questions. Otherwise, you'll just get to hear me babble. We do love getting your questions. We love getting your questions. So call in. Make make her make, make her my day. day. <laughs> 605-692-1430. Dr. Johnson, tell us about our Prairie Doc topic this week. I'm actually really excited about this particular topic. We um at, at the between seasons, uh, we all kind of get together, all the people that are invested in Prairie Doc. We get suggestions from uh, listeners and from other doctors that have been on and from our board members and and just anybody who kind of has a, a relationship with the show. And we get all kinds of suggestions for different topics. Uh, and I suggested this one because it is something that's a little bit close to my heart and I talk about it with my patients when they come for their annual wellness visits and that is the idea of safety, staying staying safe in your environment because I think a lot of people when they think about causes of death and and, um, things that interfere with your well-being think about things like cancer and, and heart disease and lung disease and all of those things are absolutely important. Uh, But the number one cause of death for people in middle age and younger, um, with the exception of infants, but uh, is accidents, Mm -hmm. accidents and and injuries and trauma. And uh, so staying safe and um, setting up our environment for um, maintaining that safety is really an important thing. So I'm really excited that we're going to get to do a show on that. And of course, this is a topic that that really touches people at all ages. And um, um, including those that are young like you, Laura, and, and uh, even those of us that aren't so long, young like Bob and I. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're all doing just fine. Pretty young yet. But it's good for us to take a step back and think about some of those things that we maybe just haven't thought about for a while. Right. I, I enjoyed reading your essay and having those reminders of, you know, things like where we place rugs or things like that. And even if we have guests coming into our home, like Thanksgiving here now, maybe you're used to your home. But if you have someone coming to your home who might trip on that rug or have trouble going up those stairs, like we need to think about those things and make those things easier and more safe. And, and especially, you know, parents are used to the idea of baby proofing their environment of, you know, um, keeping things that are choking hazards out of the way and removing sharp objects and cleaning chemicals and all of those things. But 
if you're going to be hosting Thanksgiving and you are going to have youngsters in the house, think about your environment too. Um, Think about you know, are my cleaning chemicals put away? Are they where those kids can't get to them? Uh, Are my guns locked up? Because kids are really good at finding things. And, um, you know, we hear so many tragedies every year and one tragedy is too many. So lock up your guns. uh, If you're going to be hosting any little people for and even teenagers, teenagers can be very impulsive, everybody can be impulsive, but teenagers, especially, you know, they have a bad moment, it's the end of the world, if there's that easily accessible gun, um, they can do something impulsively that uh, is irrevocable. So uh, look at your environment. Um, for the older folks that may have less mobility and be more likely to trip and fall, and for the little people and for everybody in between. I'm sure you've heard all sorts of stories, Dr. Johnson, but as you were just talking, there, I was reminded, I was at a family gathering once where a little person uh, decided that the potpourri spray on the back of a toilet would be a good thing to drink. (laughs) And we were just like, oh no! And thankfully, I think it was a mostly natural one with like natural oils and stuff, but I think the the little one threw up and was was uncomfortable for a little while, you know? So those little things that you wouldn't even, like who would think they would drink? (laughs) Yes. Potpourri spray. Yes, know? exactly. So. And, you know, I always have to point out that, you know, arsenic is natural. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of natural things out there that are not meant to be drank. Mm-hmm. So um, we shouldn't think that we're sure. out of the woods. Sure. Um, so, yes, some things are certainly more toxic than others. Yes. But uh, always if you're... Uh, have someone who has ingested something that was not intended to be ingested. It's always worth a call to poison control. Mm -hmm. Don't assume. Yeah. Don't assume. Great reminder. Well, we'll dive a bit more into these. And if our callers have questions about safety things around their home or any other medical questions, we have Dr. Johnston here to answer your questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like pipes and cigars or breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov quit. Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is focusing on all things related to safety for all ages. For all ages. Yeah. You know, we were just talking over the break about choking. And, uh, you know, that's something that we think of with children and cut up those hot dogs and those cherries and all of those things. But you know what? can happen to adults too, particularly um, maybe as we get older and we've had a lot of reflux and we get some scarring in the esophagus or uh, there are neuromuscular issues and people have difficulty with that coordination. So everybody, it's a great idea to go take your your um, first aid class, take your basic life support class, uh, learn how to do what is was formerly called the Heimlich Maneuver and now has a new and different name, That, okay. uh, but we all think of it as the Heimlich Maneuver. Uh, learn how to do that for adults and for children. If they can cough, then their, their airway is not obstructed, so you can support them and, and encourage them, but let them cough. But if they can't cough, if they've got that universal sign, hands kind of at the base of the neck. Um, you, it's very quiet. If people that are truly choking and are truly in trouble, they're not going to make noise. They can't make noise because air can't get past that obstruction. So uh, those are the folks that you want to do those belly thrusts and, and those back blows. And uh, little people, it's actually more chest thrust just like you might do for uh, for CPR um, so go take your class get your get your reminder about what you're supposed to do when that's an important uh, safety measure that we should all be up to date with very good Dr. Johnson we had a question come in oh, yay yeah Facebook that's been forwarded over to me here how do we ask friends if they have guns and if they are locked up before my child comes over that is such a difficult topic and I think it's particularly difficult because guns and gun safety has become such a politicized uh, topic but you know I think the thing to remember is that you're in the right mm-hmm. you know you're you're in the right your job as that parent is to protect your child uh, and you know if it's easier throw the kid under the bus and say we've had a lot of boundary issues with little Johnny and and he just doesn't seem to be getting the message so uh, you know I just want to be sure that your guns are locked up where Johnny can't can't find them, can't get to them. Um, And I, you know, when I talk to people about uh, securing their firearms in the clinic, I just make the assumption that people have guns. And because that's really often true here in South Dakota, people hunt, people uh, collect firearms, people have guns. And uh, sometimes that makes it easier just to say, hey, before Johnny comes over, uh, how are your guns secured? Um, And that is maybe a less judgmental or comes across as less judgmental and um, helps ask that question. 
Yeah, I remember as a young parent, I feel like this came up frequently through different literature I had or classes I would attend, I think even before leaving uh, the hospital when I had a baby, (laughs) it was like, these are things you should think about as a parent. But it is is an awkward conversation, but it is good to think about and worth asking, you know, when you get invited. It's one thing when I, I feel like it was one thing when I knew the family that was inviting my kid over. But once you get to school age, sometimes you're getting invited to a birthday party or something where you, you don't know the family at all and that that's a little trickier but uh yeah it's our job to ask these it's, questions and make sure we're keeping the kiddos safe so it's, it's our job yeah um, you know that social awkwardness and even social ostracization is much better than burying your child or having a child that is is injured and in the hospital or uh, otherwise affected by a gun accident yeah yeah, so yeah. good for this parent who's reaching out Very saying, good. how do I do this? Very I know. good. It is yeah, hard. It, it is, is really hard. But you're doing the right thing. You're and, doing the right yeah. thing. And if, if any of us are getting asked that question, we, I would not be offended, right? Yep. Like if, if someone, hey, I'm sending my child to your house. Uh, can you tell me how you have your gun security? I, exactly. I would not be offended. No, so. no. And, uh, you know, maybe those of us who get that question, Uh, can reinforce to the parent that, hey, you're doing the right thing, and thank you for asking, and, you know, my guns are all locked up in in a gun safe, or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I will will remove the gun when Johnny is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Thank you for that. Dr. Johnson, we have another question that came in. How often does a person need a pneumonia shot? Uh, So that's... Not quite a one-size-fits-all okay. question. Um, there are certain reasons that I will give uh, younger people a pneumonia shot. Um, there are a couple different types of pneumonia that are uh, included in the shots that young children get at their their initial baby well checks. Um, and then there are n- pneumonia shots that adults get um, For example, if you have diabetes, if you have lung disease, if you're a smoker, uh, if you, for example, have a cochlear implant, which is a um, medical device that helps people hear, Uh, it's implanted into the brain. For the average individual, they will get a pneumonia shot at 65 or close to to 65. We used to have uh, two different pneumonia shots that people would get uh, in sequence, one and then the other one, typically a year later, although higher risk people might get it a little sooner. And now they have uh, advanced that so that uh, there's only one shot that you need, although some people still will get the, the old combination. And then I think most of us will repeat that shot in eight-ish years or so. The idea being that we know that as people get older, their immune systems don't work as well, and sometimes we need that reminder. And Medicare will let us uh, give that booster to um, people who have immunizing conditions or immunosuppressing conditions, which uh, most of us will consider advancing age to be. So. Okay. So the answer is, it depends, but at least at 65. Okay. All right. So the pneumonia shot. Worth, worth asking worth at your next appointment asking. where you're at with that. Absolutely. And what your physician recommends. Um, when you go in to get your seasonal flu and your, uh, your seasonal COVID, think about that pneumonia shot. Ask if you need that one too. 
Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Frostbite is a type of injury caused by freezing. It leads to a loss of feeling and color in the areas it affects, usually extremities, such as the nose, ears, cheeks, chin, fingers, and toes. Frostbite can permanently damage the body, and severe cases can lead to amputation. Frostbite should be checked by a health care provider. Call 697-9500 to see your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We thank you for your questions this morning, and we've been talking about a variety of things to keep ourselves safe, safe. this this morning, all different topics, talking about gun safety to um, talking about keeping our homes safe from tripping and keeping those little ones safe, safe with uh, yes. putting our chemicals away. So some some great reminders. And, and another kind of parenting while we've been talking a little bit about keeping our kids safe, you know, remember that your teenagers need you to help keep them safe too. And one thing that I've heard parents talking about doing that I think is a really good idea is to have a safety message for their kid. If their teenager is in a um, <clears throat> in an uncomfortable situation, to have a, I can text you and give my code word and you will respond by making air quotes, making me come home. Um, you will respond, no questions asked to come get me. Um, you will, you know, whatever your kid needs, your child at two o'clock in the morning needs to know that if they're in an unsafe situation that you'll come get them and you'll save the yelling for later. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we want to be sure that our kids aren't driving or riding with somebody who's um, been using substances. We want to be sure that our kids uh, know how to keep themselves safe. And mm -hmm. that's an, a really important thing. Your, your teenagers aren't done needing you, even though they want to think they are. Mm -hmm. That is a great reminder. I've seen some different things online about that. Yes. Just a code yeah. phrase or an emoji. That means, okay, yep. I'm coming. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So think think about that. That's uh, part of our job. And, uh, you know, just like we as adults find those social situations difficult, um, like how do how do I ask somebody if they've got guns in their house? That is a very difficult thing. And our teenagers struggle with how do I how do I tell my friends, my peers know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so let them let them throw you under the bus. Yeah. Right. Great reminder. Uh, when I go in for my annual exams, my family doctor usually asks me if I've been wearing my seatbelt. Yes. At first, I kind of laughed at that because it seems so basic. 
But wearing our seatbelts truly does help keep us safe. It does help keep us safe. Absolutely. And our helmets. I nag people about helmets all the time, too. That's another important thing. And staying safe behind the wheel, not getting your cell phone out, putting your cell phone where it doesn't tempt you, um, not getting behind the wheel if you've had a drink, making sure there's a a designated driver. One drink, maybe, but, you know, how big's your drink, too? You got to think about that. Mm -hmm. So there's all those kinds of things that are really important my 14 year old now has his driving permit he (laughs) he drove me to school this morning and then we get to school and we switch (laughs) he's starting to do that driving so as a parent with a new driver out there you just are hyper aware of all these things and hoping all of us are doing our best at keeping everyone safe on the road right yes exactly You, you know you may be remember that the you're protecting yourself from the other person too so you've really got to be extra vigilant you know that person you can't necessarily count on them to stay in their lane or stop when they're supposed to or whatever so be extra vigilant keep your attention on the road yeah incidentally i I've been talking to different people about this, you know, and many people who are of an older generation said that driver's ed was part of school. Like everyone did driver's ed. Now it's more of an optional thing. You know, you still have to pass an exam to get your license and all that. But I was like, oh, that would be good. (laughs) I would be in favor of everyone doing that. Doing that. Yeah. 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 And I, I definitely think that there's, there's a role for that. I think that, you know, I had a whole semester class, and we did driver simulation, and we did uh, driving practice, and we did all kinds of things um, for one hour a day, five days a week, and it it was a very intense extended class a lot more than than my kids got right yeah Mm. interesting well we'll all do our best to keep everyone safe out there on the road uh dr johnson we had another question come in what did i do with it here it was about how is covid moving through the community at this time we are definitely seeing covid in our community um you know it's it's obviously not the same um intensity burden numbers that we were seeing uh, three years ago but uh, we are definitely seeing COVID in the community both in the hospital and in um, in the clinic and just in the community so I would encourage everybody to uh, get their free tests their free COVID tests you can um, get those from the government they'll mail them to you for free Uh, your insurance still has to cover a certain number of COVID tests for you every month um, in terms of go and get the get them from the pharmacy Um, you can certainly come in um, but you know we we typically are trusting those over-the-counter results especially a positive result sometimes a negative result is just too early Um, but you know a test if you wonder you may be perfectly fine. You may be mildly annoyed and inconvenienced by COVID, uh, but for some people, it's still an extremely serious illness. So do your best not to spread it to other people. Okay. At this time, if we discover we have a positive test, 
Uh, what is there anything we should be so the, specifically doing? The recommendations are that you isolate for five days, and then you, if you're out and about, mask for with a good quality mask, um, a surgical mask or an N95, uh, for another five days. It's also an option to um, use the tests and say, well, I'm no longer testing positive, so I'm probably not very contagious. Um, I tend to to favor the just treat it like you're contagious for the f- for the full 10 days um so that's some that's advice for everybody mm-hmm. to follow um for most people you're gonna do the same things you do for any other respiratory infection get your rest get your fluids uh take your pseudoephedrine not your phenylephrine which has been finally acknowledged as not effective say and that one more time okay <laughs> pseudoephedrine uh, which is spelled with a P, and that's the one that you have to ask the pharmacist for because okay. it is an ingredient in meth. So they keep track of who buys how much of this, and if you're buying enough to, to stock the National Guard, someone's going to be looking for where your lab is. Sure. Um, phenylephrine is the one that was available on the shelf, uh, and that's the one that was recently in the news because the FDA finally came out and said, you know what, this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So um, all of us in medicine have typically been saying that, but now it's it's officially acknowledged. So um, if you have high blood pressure, that may not be a good idea. And the pseudoephedrine can keep you awake and make you kind of jittery. But it does help to to open your nose up. Mm -hmm. Using your neti pot can be helpful. Honey is a good cough medication, you know, all those over the counter things and, and lifestyle things that you do to keep yourself comfortable. Um, Some people who are at higher risk, either because of age or underlying health conditions, should should be in touch with their doctor because they might... they might qualify for treatment with Paxlovid, uh, which is an antiviral medication that can help you reduce the odds of ending up in the hospital with COVID. So uh, some some special things to think about, but most of us are just going to try not to give this to anybody else and limp through it. When I've had COVID, I know I've done nothing but sleep for about five days. So it's, uh, I can really take it out from underneath you. And I can't tell you how many people I've tested who come in and said, oh, my allergies are giving me trouble. Oh, I just have a cold. Mm, No, you have COVID. So Mm -hmm. don't assume that whatever is causing your runny nose and and stuffy nose and sore throat and cough uh, is not COVID. It could be COVID. Test. Test. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical 
Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Dr. Deb Johnston is here answering our medical questions. Dr. Johnston, thank you for this fabulous information, reminding us to stay safe. To stay safe out there. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, there's a lot that happens in this world that's not in our control, and certainly not all accidents and injuries can be prevented, um, but we should do what we can. Mm-hmm. You know, put your seatbelt on, slow down a little, put the cell phone away so it can't tempt you. Um, all of those things are pretty um, minor-seeming things, uh, but don't cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy. Oh, I'll just quick check my text, that text here at this red light or or wherever it is. My eyes will only be off the road for a minute, but a minute is enough to change your life and somebody else's. So um, slow down, think about it, and be safe. All right. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Join us this coming Thursday for a new live On Call with the Prairie Doc. Prairie Doc host, Dr. Deborah Johnston, with her guest, Dr. Thomas Lambert from the Center for Family Medicine in Sioux Falls, and Jamie Halverson, an occupational therapist from Brookings Health System, will discuss ways for us to stay healthy mentally and physically. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay safe out there, people. (laughs) 